Welcome back to this week's edition of The Real Man Show. This is Jason Graves along with Rob McIntyre and Mike Jinung. Welcome, fellas. Howdy. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen out there in Radioland. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we are proud to be back with you and proud to be on KGFT. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we've got you KZNT listeners as well. But um, we're talking this week as a follow-up to last week about pornography in America and the church, part two. And uh, last week we got into a lot of statistics. We hope to share the same with you and uh, and really let you know what the problem uh, magnitude looks like, right. not only in our culture, but in the church. Right. And so today we'll be talking about some of our personal stories regarding pornography yeah. and get into that a little bit more. But I thought maybe we could just check in. We didn't do that last week, but uh, let's check in with each other a little bit here. Okay. Uh, Rob, you went first last time, so just keeping with tradition, let's put you on the, oh, the hot plate. Gosh, you know, I remember when I was a cop, I used to hate going on the stand when the defense attorney was going to rip me up. Well, and, do you want me to swear you in first so you're uh, feeling well, I more feel, comfortable? Yes, I've already been void dired, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a legal term for you folks who don't know that. It's French, I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I try to uh, avoid the French. On, I know, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I eat, as I eat my croissant here. Uh, I, you know, uh, for me, gosh, this this is a very revealing question. I, I mean, I'm really going through some personal tribulation. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'll probably share in detail. Um, but, uh, you know, all I can say right now, as far as my own sobriety, mm-hmm. I'm doing very well. Mm-hmm. I'm finding God to be real. Mm-hmm. I'm finding my relationship with my sons to be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Lord is is blessing, even though I'm going through this similar to a Job event, and I'll, I'll let you guys know what that is at some point. So as you're hanging on the edge of your seat wondering what that is. But, um, you know, as far as my sobriety and and my uh, dealing with, with the things that have so easily um, pulled me down in the past, I'm doing really well. And, and awesome. I think it's been, you know, the years and years of trusting God and walking this thing out and developing the new neurological pathways and mm-hmm. the new habits as a believer and finding mm-hmm. that there's so much better out there than just this garbage, you right. know, this this junk food that we shove into our, our hearts and our minds. Right. And so I love eating good spiritually yeah. and emotionally. And, and folks, when he says sobriety, just to clarify, he's oh. not an alcoholic. He's just a sex addict. That's okay? right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Never had the problem with the drugs and the alcohol, but I'm sure if I would have stayed a sex addict, I right. ultimately would have. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's good to uh, it's good to see you looking good, and <laughs> we are you. we are praying for you as you struggle through. And I yeah. know that you know you are not only man enough to to take it and press through, but your God is bigger than all of this. Hallelujah, Amen. Yeah, yeah, Amen. yeah it's been a six month ordeal, and I think at some point in the near future, I'll be able to talk about this. So, okay, all right, all right. All right. Well, so, you get to pick who goes next. Okay, uh, we. we I picked Mike next, so I'm going to break the habit. Jason. <laughs> okay. So it's my turn to be on the hot seat. Well, you know, I'm, I think I'm doing better than the last time we checked in. Um, definitely in terms of lust and, you know, the summer with people in shorter, shorter shorts and whatnot. Right. Um, so that's been really good and still really connected with my wife. Um, but, you know, I'm finding that whenever opportunity comes my way, and I've got some really neat opportunities in the hopper right yeah, now in my you life. Do, you do. I know about And them. so um, <laughs> those tend to freak me out a little bit, I'm learning. Wow. And, uh, you know, Mike, you and I talked about this a while back, but I have issues with trusting God, I'm finding out. 
uh, especially when it comes to the good things he wants to give me. I have uh, I, I, my neighbor uh, is teaching me about my need to learn how to receive. I've got this neighbor who always wants to lend me his tools and always wow. wants to help out. And you know, the other day he gave me a. 40 inch uh, two by six pre- of tre- pressure treated wood that, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I, I really needed it, but you know, for him to just give that to me, it was hard to accept, you know? And I'm just thinking, well, what, what is, what's wrong here? What is wrong? There's something wrong when you can't receive mm. what your father wants to give you, whether that's through your neighbor or just directly from the vine. Right. Mm. So it's been uh, enriching to look at that and to really just lay down whatever pride uh, is keeping me from from receiving. Well, you know, and and I just want to encourage you, Jason. I, I think you're on the right track. It is something that has something to do with some, you know, constructs or some thought patterns and some feelings and traumas that you experienced as a, a young man. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it's because there possibly wasn't that healthy kind of receiving experience as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And it's still difficult, you know, right. but keep on pressing in. Cause you know what? Your birthday's coming up and I'm I giving was just you some good stuff, that. man. I'm going <laughs> to give you some good stuff, dude. <laughs> All right. So you let me know. All Hold right. me accountable yeah. to how I'm receiving. Yeah, otherwise there. I'll knock you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, I'm going to pass the hot potato to you. Well, as you mentioned, uh, this is the time of the year when there's a lot of women out there with a lot less clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just keep my eyes uh, locked on their eyes when that happens. When I'm uh, walking or passing somebody in the street, uh, a girl who's attractive, and uh, what I'll do is I'll sex is about connection. So what I've gotten the practice of doing is um, connecting with the Lord God. If, if I see an attractive woman on the street, I'll remind myself that my hunger is for God. It's not for, right. for people. And I'll just say, create in me a clean heart. Oh God, or Lord, I only want my wife. I don't want, uh, any other women. And, and, uh, he pretty much keeps me on track. Mm-hmm. And, um, as far as where I'm doing, I just got back from a trip from, uh, Tennessee and Atlanta where, uh, I went and Saw my sister's wedding, and uh, also I saw my mom for the second time in the past 20 years. And wow. Wow. I was, to be honest, I was depressed leading up to that trip because mm-hmm. um, our family has kind of become four broken pieces now, and we're not what we we're not today what we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And there's sexual abuse and other things uh, in my past. Mm-hmm. So just coming to terms with all of that and the emotions that 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 brought up was difficult at first, but, mm-hmm. uh, it was really a good trip. Um, my mom and I bonded, we did, we did well. And my sister came out to see my mom for her. It was the first time in 20 years hmm. she'd seen my mom and wow. my mother had kind of cut herself off from our family back in 1985. So, uh, it was, it was a weekend I'm not going to forget. And mm-hmm. my mom's 64 years old now, and she has a 16 year old teenage daughter and they live in a rural area in Georgia and they're living at the poverty level. So it was wow. just emotionally difficult getting, getting my arms around all that. Yeah. But Boy, that's tough, man. It was a blessing in the end. Yeah. yeah. I want to comment just real briefly on your, your comment about focusing on God. That's one of the things that I really think is, is, is we have to recognize as human beings, we have been designed to have a relationship with the living God, mm-hmm. but we also have been, uh, we are also fallen according to Genesis, you know, Genesis three, but we have a redeemer mm-hmm. and at the very heart of this issue and at all addictions, it is the longing mm-hmm. 
to be loved and to be whole. Jason, you talked about it, just receiving, you know, mm-hmm. it's the generational or it's the, it's the generational curses. It's your, it's the fallen nature that we have as humans that we resist that because mm-hmm. it's, 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 um, intrusive to that. But, but that is really at the heart of every human. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Mike, it's good to have you back in town and thanks for your check-in. Thanks guys. Yeah. Appreciate you being real about that stuff. And we're going to be real about our own stories a little bit more in depth. But let's just look at some of the statistics around pornography in the USA. Can you say statistics Yeah, say that 10 times fast. Statistics. 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 Actually, one of my favorite favorite, uh, classes in uh, undergraduate. Uh, I know that may sound bizarre, but anyways, that's enough about me. No, but that's Uh, sick. Statistics are terrible. I, I hated it. That's Everybody the only... hated it, but yeah, I loved I, it. I got a C in it, and, and that was all the only class I got a C in. Yeah, you got a C for see me after class. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and you, statistic. Now I know a little more about you, Jason. You're <laughs> sick. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, we looked last week at the pornography in our, in our culture, and then uh, in the in the church, and. Um, one interesting statistic about the internet, which is the main source of pornography these days, is that uh, the number one search term used in search engine sites is the word sex. Okay, so that gives you a picture, you know, for your Googles, your uh, AltaVistas, uh, you know, MSN search, Yahoo. Number one thing that's that folks are looking for is the word sex. So important thing to important uh, thing item to demark there. Also, the U.S. Customs Service estimates that there are more than one hundred thousand websites offering child pornography, which are illegal, by the way, worldwide. Right. So a hundred thousand sites out there. Just imagine if there were a hundred thousand businesses in the world. And let's just say even a, a modest estimate of that would be uh, 50% in the U.S. That means that there would be 50,000 businesses offering illegal child pornography in our country. That means that's wow. 1,000 per state. So right here in the state of Colorado, could you imagine what it would be like to have 1,000 businesses offering child pornography? And really, that's, that's happening in the, in the virtual world right. online. Wow. Yeah, and you know, the the thing about child pornography is it's such a twist. It's mm-hmm. such a twist of the natural sexual desires that God has given us. And by that time, you've got so much unwinding to do mm-hmm. if you want to be healed from that. And then you can also think of all the, per, the, the perpetration that has been on these young children. Their minds and their hearts have been altered forever. Right. Uh, you know, the people involved in this have, have, have this, you know, terrible, terrible sin that is... is you know, holding them down and this desire to look at this stuff that is just atrocious. Um, you know, it's just, it's like what I look at it, it's kind of like taking radioactivity or some plutonium and just dropping it everywhere and right. saying, ah, I won't bother anybody. Right. But it, it will. Well, and it doesn't happen in a vacuum in our society either. It affects us. Right. And the GNP, the bottom line of our country, listen to this, a 2000 M, uh, MSNBC.com survey found that as many as 80% of visitors to sex sites 
were spending so much time tracking down erotica on the computer that they were putting their real-life relationships and or jobs at risk until they discovered cybersex. Most of these people had no problems with sexual addiction, according to the survey's author, Al Cooper, a sex therapist at San Jose Marital Services and Sexuality Center in San Jose, California. So, I mean, this moral decline also takes away from our productivity. And I can tell you personally, with my own addiction, when I reached the peak of my involvement, I was not only uh, looking at pornography, but masturbating in my office at work. Wow. I mean, well, this is this yeah. is several years ago now, but but the bottom line is is that the 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 risk I didn't even care about. It was like I was asking to be caught. I was that foolish and careless. I mean, I was putting not only my job at risk. Right. I was putting my uh, my coworkers, my clients. Right. My wife, I mean, imagine if somebody would have walked in my office. I mean, the door was unlocked, and wow. I knew it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, you know, some of you might think, wow, you know, that's crazy. But, you know, Jason, I have to admit, when I ran a police academy, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was looking at porn sometimes right when recruits were coming into my office saying, oh, you know, Mr. McIntyre, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to get the screensaver, mm-hmm. you know, on up there. So... It is, it, you know, what you're saying is the reality of this addiction, that we push the envelope, right? you know, beyond right. what we would really want. Mike, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. I mean, your testimony is on your website, blazinggrace.org, but why don't you share with the listeners of where you're coming from in this, in this venue? Well, you talk about the progression, and uh, for me, when I was at my peak in 1991, after, after I'd been married for two years... I was masturbating at home every day, and and uh, my wife didn't know who she was married to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was getting in lingerie magazines, and she had no idea that it was a trigger or a problem for me. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was lat- latching onto those magazines and right. using them. Mm-hmm. And but then my progression, as it always does, lust never satisfies. So I wanted more, and then I took a business trip, binging in hotels just about every night, and then and then one night. Porn wasn't enough, and I had sex with a prostitute two years after we were married and just blew our marriage apart. Right. right. And uh, we talked about child porn, but and like you guys said, th- this thing doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's a progression, and, mm-hmm. and some right. people take it to the next step. Right. Yeah. And I was involved with um, an FBI agent recently with child pornography, and he said it's 10 times more powerful than... In the regular thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the difference between cocaine and crack cocaine, you know, right. it's just much more addictive. And for those of you who maybe uh, not, you know, maybe on the KZNT side, perhaps, uh, who may not be churchgoers and you're mainly listening in for the, the secular format, listen to this. At a 2003 meeting of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, these are folks who uh, are, are marriage lawyers. Uh, two-thirds of the 350 divorce lawyers who attended said internet porn contributed to more than half of the divorce cases they handled. They also said that pornography had an almost non-existent role in divorce just seven or eight years ago. So just uh, nearly, just under a decade ago, pornography really wasn't that much of an issue. But as the internet has proliferated it, uh, it's tearing marriages apart uh, daily, yes. okay, and it's not just in the church. It, not just if you have a uh, 
a faith worldview. This is happening to folks right. inside and outside the church. And a real good book, I'd like to just uh, comment on a real good book on that is called The Shadows of the Net by Patrick Carnes. Oh, yeah. And it goes into detail. And it's a recent book. I think it's 2002, 2003. Right. And he has all the statistics. And it's not just affecting men. Mm-hmm. Women are getting on the Internet now. And the addiction uh, percentage for women is increasing. Yes. Quickly. Because women are actually connecting emotionally to people who are sex addicts because they have this love longing and right. men look to the visual and women look to the emotional. And these women are actually meeting men. And, and he talks about this in his book. They're meeting men in, in hotels and they're traveling away from their families and their husbands. And they're meeting these men who are, are there to just use them. Right. And in some stories, there's one story where uh, Patrick Carnes is saying that this woman left her husband, went to meet this guy and almost got killed because this guy had a fetish of abuse. Wow. And so here she thought she had this great relationship and then boom, she meets this guy and he beats her up. And then another story, this wife wanted to confront her husband's first, uh, you know, this, this woman that he was communicating to online. So they both decided to go to the house and it wasn't a woman, it was a man. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the problem is, is the internet is is just like anything else in the media. It's one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people are biting into this stuff, and it becomes real life to them, but they lose the depth of their life. Right. You right. know? Yeah. And for you churchgoers out there, here's an interesting statistic from Patrick Carnes, uh, who, I'm sorry, from Patrick Means. In his book, uh, Men's Secret Wars, he reveals that a confidential survey of evangelical pastors and church lay leaders, uh, 64% of these Christian leaders confirm that they are struggling with sexual addiction or sexual compulsive, ha- and, uh, sexual compulsion, sorry, including but not limited to use of pornography, compulsive masturbation, or other sec- secret sexual activity. Yeah. So it's not just in our culture. It, it is definitely in the church. And it's not just in the church, it's in the leadership of our church. Right, right. Well, the numbers that always strike me is that it always seems like they come out to be half or 50%. In almost every survey of Christian laypersons or church leaders, the numbers always seem to come out that half have some sort of an issue with pornography or sex addiction. And to me, these are epidemic numbers. Oh, they are. They're huge. Uh, uh, another statistic taken from... Um, uh, Stephen Atterburn's book, Every Man's Battle. No, well, Every Man's God's Man. And oh. he said of 500 Christian men surveyed, 95% of them had said that they struggled with masturbation and pornography mm. out of a 600. I think wow. it's 500 or 600 men. Wow. That's it's amazing. Huge. Well, listen, we've got about five minutes or so uh, left. If you're just tuning in, this is The Real Man Show with Jason Graves, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janung. And uh, we're glad to be talking about pornography in America and in the church. And so I think we should talk, guys, a little bit about what we should do about it as the church. Uh, Philip Yancey, in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, talks about the church as being the last uh, real vessel of grace. Yeah, I'd yeah. like the our listeners, uh, if you got your Bible, look up Daniel 11:35. Mm-hmm. The verse basically says this, that in the end times, people of understanding will fall, and they will fall for the purpose of being redeemed and made pure and white, for they will be used in the end times. That's just a paraphrase, 
but it's a powerful thing of what's going on. You know, we see this thing and it's, and it's terrible. It's just terrible. But God is on the move mm-hmm. and God will redeem his bride. Right. And that's one thing that I'm seeing. And I think our stories, our personal stories are just an example of how God wants to use some of these things. What was meant for evil, God turned in for good. Right. Well, I think we have to begin in the church by talking about it honestly and openly that we have an issue where 50% or half of the men, at least in our, in our church, are struggling with this and they, they want answers. They want the way yes. out. Yeah. We have and, to talk about this on Sunday morning. Yeah. Right? And in fact, I think 22% of pastors want to talk about uh, this more often. So ask your pastor, hey, pastor, I'd really like to hear what the word says right. about uh, about pornography and sexual issues from the pulpit. But let me just share with you from Scripture a little bit. Um, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, this is Jesus talking to uh, John on the Isle of, island of Patmos. He says, these uh, things says the Son of God, who has the eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. He says to the church at Thyatira, I know your works, your love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. So in other words, they were growing as a church. Nevertheless, I have these few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who is really symbolic for the uh, for sexual right. immorality, who calls herself a prophetess, so she's in the church, to teach and seduce my servants to commit what? Sexual immorality yeah. and eat things sacrificed to idols. And listen, it's skipping down. It says, uh, unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children with death. Uh, and all the churches will know that I'm he who searches the minds and the hearts. I will uh, give to each one of you according to your works. And it goes on to say, to those of you who overcome this spirit of uh, sexual immorality, I will give you authority over the nations. Right. And listen, folks, I'm telling you, it's a great thing to have authority over yeah. the nations. Yeah. But you are blocking that if you are in the throes of sexual immorality. And listen, uh, authority over the nations could look differently for each person. I know for Rob and I, we have authority when it comes to talking about these issues. Right. We can go anywhere in the country and talk about these care. things. And, no. uh, and so God's given us favor in that area. Right. But maybe you're a welder. Maybe God wants to give you authority over the, the nation of welders or over welding in your area. Or right. I don't care what you do, but just look at what God can do for you because he wants to bless you. He wants to partner with you to get out of this addiction. Yeah. I, I just remember in, in law enforcement, it was a daily event to have pornography, pornography show up just in the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had longed for years to have a guy that I could just be accountable to mm-hmm. about that and say, you know, I'm really struggling with this, but I didn't have personally the, the strength and the understanding of how important that is. But, uh, James five sixteen says, confess your faults, one another and pray right. for one another. And it's conditional, right? Because if you do that, you will be healed. Yeah. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then God will respond. Conditional again, God responds. And then we will hear from heaven, and God will forgive your sins and heal your land. Right. Amen. Yeah. So there's a lot of promises there. The first step, Mike, would be to uh, tell somebody. You can tell uh, another male friend, you can tell your wife, you can tell a pastor, you can call us and tell us. In fact, Mike, uh, or sorry, Rob, uh, you know, <laughs> and, what's your face over there? Yeah. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody wants to get some counseling, how can they reach you? Sure. Locally, 
one eight seven seven five nine three eleven sixty six, or find me on the web freedom to live counseling dot org. And of course, you can reach me at Healing for the Soul. That's five nine zero Soul or five ninety seven six eight five. And Mike, why don't you talk a little bit about your resource, uh, your uh, website as a resource? That's at www.blazinggrace.org, and we have resources there for individuals and marriages. We also have forums, and you can download the uh, the tapes or the, the files, I should say, from these radio programs at the website as well. Excellent. So basically, if you're listening in and you want a copy of this, uh, can they actually download that as an MP3? That's right. It's in about an 18 megabyte file for each show or each segment. Great. So go on to blazinggrace.org and uh, what do they click? Just radio show or, I mean, is it easy to find on your site? Right. It's a, they'll find it on the, uh, the home page. Okay, great. Uh, of course, if you've got any, any questions that you'd like to email in, uh, be my guest at therealmanshow at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have ideas for the show, you know, by all means, we'd love to hear from you about that, too. But for now, Rob, let's, uh, let's thank our sponsors. Sure, yeah, We've we'd got... like to thank affordableconferencing.com, easy, affordable conferencing calling. That's Red Nolan Collision Center, where they say, we will make your car new again. Yes, and a home for everything. Uh, organizing services, turning chaos into order. The Cooper Team, local REMAX realtors where pride begins at home. And Land Rover of Colorado Springs, located on the hillside in Motor City. And of course, Handprints Early Education Centers, reaching the world through the heart of a child. So, vote with your dollars. We love our sponsors. And <laughs> That's right. Well, we're looking forward to uh, next week. We're going to be talking about accountability. Is that right, Mike? That's right. So be sure and tune in. Uh, We're glad to be a part of the KGFT family. And uh, thanks for tuning in and being a part of our show. Uh, Have a fantastic week. And God bless you. That's right. Yeah. Stay free. All right.